You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first round draft pick, Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome into the Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective. Pirates get a big win yesterday. Williams Arena at Menji's Coliseum. A Pirates win. A big win over Campbell, 77-63. Let's bring in now Bubba Rosenbaum. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, Dave. Um, just doing some things around the house this afternoon. But, uh, yeah, great weekend for the Pirates. You know, you get a get a much needed uh, to say the least uh, win in football but then as you mentioned the 77-63 win over Campbell and it really wasn't that close uh, pirates no. led by 25 on a couple of occasions there uh, not quite halfway through the second half and pretty much maintained that lead Campbell got it down to 11 uh, in the in the final minute with just uh, 52 or 53 seconds remaining but you know it, it was a comfortable win and um it was largely, you know, Anthony Del Orso that kept the Camels, you know, somewhat in the game. Yeah. Um, and he had 35. You had uh, R.J. Felton with a career-high 30 uh, for the Pirates, and he also had 11 rebounds to post a double-double. Let's bring in from the great state, the Commonwealth, actually, of Connecticut, Matt Semenza. How are you, man? What's up, guys? From uh, lovely New England. It's getting <laughs> starting to get freezing up here. The you know, temperature. The oh yeah, the weather's the weather's changing. Um, you know, it's just you know, it's 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 officially moved into winter. I'm actually getting ready to uh, hopefully get the Christmas tree up maybe later in the week. So, uh, you know, I, I get it up early. But uh, anyway, good game yesterday. Really good performance. The game was never in question. I thought that uh, East Carolina was clearly the superior team uh, in every facet. I thought we, you know, our depth showed uh i thought our perimeter shooting looked much improved and i think just overall just a comfort level on the floor when you watch the guys we have the personnel play together they just look more cohesive and uh just look more comfortable on the floor together no doubt i was going to say connecticut where the taxes are high and the temperatures are low so <laughs> that, that's actually a great slogan i'm gonna i need like a bumper sticker that says that well you can hey, you're my friend you can take it you can take it because you put up with the <laughs> with the both of those bad things uh so you can you can definitely have it i don't want either one of those and um i'll tell you what uh, by the way those of you joining live we will have a we have a double header as we have uh this time of year where we have basketball and football at the same time so we'll have uh, our pirate football playback will be coming up right after the show so those who are joining us now stay tuned uh, we have justin and jessica justin butts chuck uh, appreciate y'all joining us here for the pirate basketball overtime jr 
What's up, brother? Appreciate you joining us. And uh, guys, uh, Bubba and Matt, I was really happy with this team because, first of all, um, by the way, I got a chance to sit in my new seats uh, for the first time. And I'm at the corner um, there, um, not close to this end, but it's um, actually, I can't do it with my finger the way I wanted to, but it's the uh, far end of, of the, from where I'm, I'm perched up here in Williams Arena. Um, but anyway, the, the seats are, are fabulous. I, they did a great job with those. And um, I know Bubba and I were talking about in the pre in the green room. Um, if you bought the seats, please come on down. Yeah, Justin Butts says, uh, Dave, come on down courtside. All right. So, but Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the seats and the purple seats and you're – um, on the cross, <clears throat> I guess, Justin, you're across the way where uh, radio and television is on that side of I'm right behind the um, opposing bench. So um, it was a great win. And I tell you what, uh, it seems like that we have a great rivalry, Matt and Bubba with uh, Campbell. Um, but there was no question with this uh, this team. It, it just felt like with having the second year for Coach Schwartz, um, this team was very, very, the chemistry, I don't know if you guys thought it, but the chemistry was, is top notch with this team. I'm really happy to see guys playing together. Defense is there. There wasn't really, I didn't see breakdowns in the defense. Did you guys feel that well, way? That's where I was going to take this. As far as the defense is concerned, that was one of the, despite the 30 point win against the division three opponent, uh, coach Schwartz uh, was not happy whatsoever with the defensive performance on, and I was careful to use the word performance and not effort um, because he said the effort, uh, really, really uh, wasn't subpar necessarily, but um, the performance as a whole, you know, well below his expectations. He said all of practice on Tuesday and Wednesday were spent, or excuse me, was spent on, uh, on defense and cleaning things up there, especially going against a team like Campbell, where they where they run uh, somewhat of a Princeton style offense, and he was very pleased um, in the post game yesterday with how we played. Uh, I don't know the number exactly. I want to say it was fourteen or fifteen steals. I know we had at least five guys with two or more steals, either two or three steals, which was impressive. You had. Um, Jaden Walker had three steals. Quentin DeBougie had three steals. Um, Bobby Pettiford, uh, and we'll go through the scoring for for the team uh, here a little bit later on, but Bobby Pettiford, who had eight points, seven assists, and a couple of steals in 26 minutes after after playing 18 against Ferrum on Monday night. Bobby got the start, uh, looked very good, uh, made a few explosive moves to the basket, had one. I believe it's a fast break dunk. Uh, I, I remember my, my dad when I was talking to him last night um, because he and my mom were able to attend. Um, and my dad said, hey, how about that dunk by Bobby Pettiford? So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Matt, what did you think about the performance of uh, Zip, as they call him? I thought he looked uh, – I thought he looked sharp. I, I thought he had some nice explosive moves to the basket. Um, and, and I think he – you know, he looks to facilitate the offense. He's he's a very unselfish player based on, you know, the limited action that I've seen. You know, you get a lot of shoot-first point guards these days. He looks like the type of point guard that likes to facilitate, 
get everybody involved and then, you know, get his shots up when they're available. But uh, I think he's only going to continue to improve and get healthier. You know, he's been obviously been dealing with this hamstring now for the last month or so. Um, So he's still rounding into shape a little bit. But, you know, I think the, the thing with this team is you now have guys that can knock down shots from the perimeter. You know, we do a lot of, you know, pick and pop and a lot of perimeter screens with Brandon Johnson. I mean, he's he's essentially when he's on the floor with Edra, you know, just based off size, Brandon Johnson is he's really the five. He plays like a stretch five. You put him out on the perimeter and he creates matchup problems for people where he can step away from the basket and spread the floor a little bit. But, you know, I I think overall, you know, really good performance. I think that Campbell essentially had one guy um, at Del Orso, if I'm saying his name properly. I think that's how you say it. Correct. Del Del Orso, Anthony Del Orso um, from, from, uh, I want to say it's Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, I mean, he, so he, he was kind of going off there. Impressive player. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the only thing you could really do, nobody else on the floor from Campbell was going to hurt you offensively. Right. It was really a one man show. I mean, you could try to get the ball out of his hands and bring a double, you know, and just take the ball out of his hands. But the, you know, the reality is nobody else on that floor was going to beat you. So they just played him straight up. And, you know, he's a good player. He made tough shots. And, I thought he got a lot of ticky tack fouls too, uh, like me and Dave talked about before the show. I thought, I thought the officiating was very ticky tack down the stretch. Horrible. Um, but hey, you know that's that's the way it goes. And um, overall, very good performance. A lot to build on, you know, with this team. No doubt. When you look at this uh, men's and women's basketball, both being two and zero, had a chance. By the way, give a shout out to the ladies. They. Uh, they won 105 to 35. My kids had never seen a basketball game live where we where East Carolina scored over 100. So uh, my daughter was like getting her eyes were getting really big when she saw the scoreboard. Um, but congratulations to Kim McNeil and company as they're 2-0. And um, they had an easy opponent. But at the same time, when you look at it, it's uh, one of those things where we would normally win by 20 points and we won by 70. Um, great for them. They can actually shoot the ball. So I want to give them a shout out. And both, nice teams. To see both of our teams, right, Dave? And, and right. That's what I was going to say. It's, uh, you, we need some positivity. Hey, look at it this way. A lot of positivity this weekend for East Carolina in general. You know, between women's basketball, men's basketball, uh, football finally gets a W. So overall, pretty good weekend for East Carolina. Yeah, and uh, by the way, give myself a shout out here. This pirate won on Tuesday night, so I'm real happy with basketball. Football got to win, and I got to win Tuesday night. So I'm really excited about. Uh, hopefully, we can have we keep these weeks going where we have a lot of pirate wins. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, going back to R.J. Felton's performance, and uh, you know. While while we're talking about R.J. Felton, um, you know, congratulations to to his younger brother on on signing. Yep. W- with the Pirates, and that that was great to see. You know, tremendous player from uh, Aiken, South Carolina. But um, but R.J. I mentioned him having thirty and eleven played thirty eight minutes um, because you had so many guys in foul trouble. Pirates ended up having three guys foul out yesterday afternoon. Uh, you know, with some of those. 
touch fouls that Matt referenced uh, a moment ago. But, um, you know, with with Caleb LeCount and Jaden Walker, um, and then and then also Bobby Pettiford having to sit, uh, you saw RJ having to, to run the point some. Um, it was kind of it kind of became point by committee, but um, but RJ did an excellent job. Uh, you know, he scored in a variety of ways. I want to say he knocked down what at least maybe about five threes. Um, yep. And he had the big three right at the end of the first half that put us up 13 at halftime. Um, probably a 25 footer off the left wing. Um, scored putbacks. Um, Taking it to taking it to the basket, uh, yeah, just all around complete effort by R.J. Felton. Ezra Sar had 11 and five in 25 minutes. Um, Brandon Johnson, after scoring 29 on Monday night, had 13 and five. Um, I mentioned what Bobby Pettiford did, and then you had uh, Quentin DeBunjay came off the bench, six points, four rebounds, and three steals. So, uh, no, the Pirates didn't shoot the ball the way they would have liked. Uh, particularly from three in the first half, but um, much better in the second half. I want to say ECU was six out of 16 in the second half, which comes out to be, what, uh, 36% or so. And uh, you'll you'll take that uh, if, if you can shoot 36% clip uh, on a regular basis. Uh, you'll certainly take that. And, um, you know, all, all around, not a bad effort on Coach – in the post game, and he was just talking about in in addition to the improved defensive performance, he said that was good. You know, having that sizable lead, and um, hopefully, you know, learning how to play with that lead, and wasn't particularly pleased. You know, committed some fouls that you wouldn't like uh, in that situation, and um, and then also perhaps a few quick possessions where you didn't run as much clock as you'd have liked to. Right. But, but on the whole, um, not bad. And, uh, hey, at least it's great to have such a sizable lead, 25 points, um, you know, to, to be able to make some of those mistakes and, le- and learn from them. And, and now we have, uh, I guess, USC Upstate coming in. Yeah. You know, one thing I'd really like to see a little bit, too, as the season goes on, obviously yesterday you didn't need it because we were just in command the entire game. But I'd like to see Ezra get established in the post a little bit um, because he's he's such a strong player and he's explosive and he's going to be a handful for, you know, for other forwards in the league to guard if he gets the ball down low in the post. He's got some nice moves. He uses his, his ball fakes uh, well. Um, so, you know, on those nights where the perimeter threes aren't falling, it's going to be important to establish – somebody down low. So that's just something to look out for as the season goes on. I mean, he's just a, he's just an explosive, strong athlete um, that can be utilized. I think maybe a little more in the paint, but Hey, that's not a complaint. Obviously last night we just didn't need it. Um, But what are your guys thoughts on that as we move forward? Well, for me, the you're, you're right, Matt. We've, we've got to have a, when we talk about in football with complimentary, you know, with offensive and defensive and special teams, I think with us, you're looking at the outside, the perimeter game and the inside game. And I think because of uh, Steph Curry and 
all the folks in the NBA that three pointers, the perimeter has become like the premium part of the game. But at the same time, I, I do think the teams like us that are in a great basketball conference, we're going to need that. I think one of the things I've been impressed with, with uh, our coaches, <clears throat> coach Schwartz is they're, they're getting guys that really truly belong in the American, uh, the very athletic, long, uh, lean, uh, they're, they're athletes. And I think you look at Ezra Sar. I mean, he is unbelievable. Uh, when you look at Coach Schwartz, it says a lot about the coaching staff. You got to give your uh, tip your hat to them, uh, Matt and, and Bubba, for the fact that they've been able to keep these guys, a great nucleus of these players are back. You have, uh, they're doing a great job. I think another thing, Matt, I want to get your take after Bubba, it, Bubba's thoughts is uh, how good Schwartz has done with um, high school recruiting. He hasn't abandoned that like a lot of basketball coaches, especially. He's actually doing a great job with. Uh, balance where he's doing high school and of course they're always going to look at the portal but he won't he puts a huge emphasis on eastern north carolina and high school recruiting period yeah he's definitely made it uh, very clear that it's going to be a blend of the two that that uh, they're not going to go exclusively to either uh, and you know obviously um it just depends kind of how, how things go and you know, how well we're able to retain folks to how much it may be portal versus high school. But uh, you mentioned Ezra. What about that play he made? I want to say it was fairly early on in the game where he took it 90 feet, uh, just showing the way he can handle the basketball, went behind his back about the free throw line. And uh, that, that yep. was a tremendous yeah. display of athleticism and his abilities and then uh, another point of emphasis that I meant to mention is this is something that Coach Schwartz highlighted in the postgame. The rebounding, in addition to the defensive effort against Farham, left a lot to be desired. The Pirates yeah. allowed a much uh, smaller team in Farham to have, I want to say, his double digits offensive rebounds. Yesterday, Campbell had two. East Carolina out-rebounded Campbell 12-2 to on the on the offensive rebound side of things and that and that was awesome to see yeah much much better effort in that regard and you know um you know, overall just a really good uh a good team performance you know like just to go back to something that dave mentioned a few minutes ago when you look at this team the, the physically athletically um shooting wise this is the most impressive team we've had in a while in my yeah. opinion um what I really like is, you know, there's four or five guys that can that can really score the basketball. And, you know, you look at like Campbell last night, they really have one guy that can hurt you. One horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so so you have some depth there and that's that is a huge factor. You know, I mean, last night Felton went off. You saw in game one, it was Brandon Johnson. Ezra's going to have big nights. Pettiford is going to have big nights. You're going to see big nights from Walker. I mean, there's a lot of guys who can beat you, and that's that's what I like. Like I, you know, right. I think the best teams have multiple guys that can that can knock down shots, that can beat you uh, defensively, and you know, you really see that. And I don't think I'm overstating it. You know, I know we obviously just played two, we played a D three, and then Campbell, who 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 is okay, but 
I, I don't think it's too early to say that this is an impressive team. And uh, it's this is going to be a fun year to watch, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm more excited about this team than, than any other team I can, I can recall, uh, you know, for ECU. No doubt. And Bubba, uh, with the uh, – you look at Johnny Robertson, um, he has a great stat uh, we can put up here. He says, it's very early, but the Pirates are number two nationally in two different categories – Opponents are only getting an offensive rebound on 8.3% of their opportunities. And the Pirates are getting a steal on 20.7% of opponents' possessions. That's uh, that's great to see. Thank you, JR, as always, because he's uh, he and Bubba are on top of it. I'm, I would never pretend, Matt, as you know, to be a numbers guy. But uh, that's great to see. And you know what? Um, you know what I was going to say, Matt? You're right about the UN people say competition. But even when we have these games early on in the season, or people would say early on preseason games, if you will, is these games are ones that we struggle. We eventually pull away. Sometimes we even lose them. And here we are. We got a nice 30-point win against Ferrum, and you get a nice 14-point win, uh, like Bubba said earlier, against Campbell, that really um, we had up to 25 for there in the second half. Absolutely. And, you know, you got to like what the mentality that Mike Schwartz is bringing in here. I I think just kind of scratching the surface defensively of what he wants to be this year. Listen, it's early in the season, man. It's it. Basketball is a type of sport where you, you need to get five or six games under your belt before you really start to get into a rhythm of who you are as a team. Um, so he's going to continue to make adjustments and, um, you know he'll get him. He'll get him to where he wants to be. But um, you know, I, I think that's going to be the, their bell cow in terms of like how successful they're going to be is going to be based on defense first, locking people down, and then obviously how well they shoot from the perimeter. When you talk about that defense, and that's something that led to the early lead yesterday. Um, Pirates got out to an eight or nine point advantage. Then you saw Del. Del Orso for Campbell cut it to one pretty quickly, but then the Pirates pushed it right back out to 10 or 11 points. And uh, the way they did that uh, was, you know, guys like Bobby Pettiford, Jaden Walker, Quentin DeBouger, uh, Brandon Johnson with excellent uh, hands in the passing lanes and uh, getting fast break opportunities. And we handled those fast break opportunities much better than we did on Monday night. Yeah, I think uh, like Matt said, with this team, uh, <clears throat> what's great to see is you have uh, guys like a Pettiford. Another thing is, um, Matt, you made a great point. This team sh- has so much depth that it's like when you lose a Brandon Suggs a couple years ago, all of a sudden we lost him for eight games or more. Then the team kind of went down. But it looks like with this group, we have so much depth now that even if you have a guy get injured or two, um, you'll still be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you, you tend to forget about guys on this team like like Walker. You know what I mean? He's just right. kind of a team guy, but he he's a guy that can step up. And we saw it last year. He, you know, he's a guy that can occasionally, you know, light you up and give you 15 on, on a given night. So, um, you know, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch, man. I uh, 
I hope this if this team can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a problem for just about everybody they play. And you know, it's way too early, and uh, people are going to get on me for saying this, but if we keep playing like we can, we're playing, then we have a good shot in our conference tournament, and we'll have a good shot. I think with a, a, a national tournament, whether it be the NIT, NCAA, I don't know, but we have a shot to uh, to do great things. It's all going to come down to, uh, for sure, how healthy we stay because the talent, I think there's no question the talent's there. The chemistry is there. Um, but when you're having to play any kind of sport, we know the injuries are a factor. Let's just hope that we can uh, keep them to a minimum and uh, hopefully like with the hamstring with uh, Pettiford that that that's a I know that's a nagging injury but hopefully it won't get like what is it like inflamed or I don't know what the right word is Matt on that or um, I need <laughs> I need Jared Plummer others that know uh, more about it's not my expertise with injuries well I know during his time at Kansas they said he had had some uh perhaps some some scar tissue or something of that nature where where this is a hamstring uh, in to his time with the Jayhawks. But that's about all the, the detail. I'll, you know, I'm going to give credit to Stephen Igo there. That's what he is reporting during those um, days and weeks during the first week of the season, you know, when – when Bobby was uh, questionable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll tell you, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what our young bigs can provide too. Um, because, you know, I think when you look at the like the lineup we had on the floor last night, you know, when you face a team with a, with a true power big man that can really operate down low, I think that's one – one area where where this team might get exploited just because you know we don't have that that seven footer per se that's that's you know a force down low but yeah i'd like to see those those young guys i mean obviously we're just getting started here and i'm sure coach schwartz will get them uh more playing time as the season goes on and you know as they get ready but it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of develops too because those two young guys bring a lot of size and, and also athleticism no doubt. And um, with the game itself, you know, um, we're not used to um, playing with a lot of size. You, you know, it's uh, that's one of those things, I think, where we're talking about the wing players and perimeter. But you're, you're right, Matt, when we need to have a couple, at least one or two really good big men, um, because the matchups are going to change, as you know, night to night. And last night it wasn't the case, but there's going to be times when especially um, – it's noticeable, wouldn't you say, down the stretch in the conference schedule? I mean, right now we can probably get away with it, but the conference schedule will prob- probably be when we need um, the big men the most. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. No. And uh, we also I want to remind everybody as far as upcoming Wednesday night is the next game. Uh, unfortunately, I miss it because of church, but it's Pitt County Schools night, canned food drive. It's uh, it's South Carolina Upstate, and that game will be at seven o'clock. So seven o'clock on Wednesday night, and um, yeah, that'll be a great. Go ahead. No, there was a little bit of overlag. I was 
I was just going to say that with that game, it's going to be uh, great to get people out. And look, um, let's get people out. This uh, this this coaching staff and the players have worked really hard. Matt, they've uh, they sold more season tickets this year. Very exciting uh, times for basketball. Men's and women's have. So let's make sure that we get out on Wednesday night to see the Pirates play. And it doesn't matter who we're playing. What matters is the fact that we support our team. Because these games right now, Matt, as you know, and Bubba knows as well, will help us on the back end when we're trying to get into a national tournament. And I do think we're on the bubble for one of those tournaments. I really do. And um, but, but right now, we can't afford to have uh, games where – we don't have people attending or, oh, it's just this team. Uh, we need to have people there, period, regardless who we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. You look at uh, South Carolina Upstate. And, Bubba, I'm not sure if you – I don't want to jump in if you were going to talk about them. But I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they played Vandy very close um, a few nights back. And they look to be uh, – I, I believe they're one and one um, – Am I right about that, Bubba? They did play Vandy very competitively. Um, I want to say led at halftime by a couple buckets, and uh, then Vandy ended up winning maybe by six or seven. And I know they had gotten beat in the opener by probably 25 to 30. But I want to say it was 82-53 perhaps by South Carolina. But um, Yeah, we've got – by the way, that – clearly playing some quality competition, you know, right out of the, the gates with two SEC opponents. And, um, and, and you know, we'll, you know they play Saturday. I just saw, um, um, by the way, Matt, your favorite, uh, your favorite, I was going to say network, your favorite conference, the Big Ten, they have the package they have on Peacock for basketball. Um, and uh, Upstate is playing uh, Minnesota. I believe it's on Saturday. So Saturday afternoon yeah. maybe. Yeah, they, they have played – I mean, they like Bubba mentioned, they lost to South Carolina by 29 in their opener. Then they lost to Vandy by only seven. Um, they won by about, I don't know, 60 here over Carolina. I'm not sure uh, exactly who this is. It says Carolina. Um, so, yeah, obviously ECU and then Minnesota. So they're, they're, they're definitely playing some, some competitive teams here. No doubt, and uh, that's going to be a great matchup as we're looking forward to uh, a success. In fact, uh, we need to get people there. By the way, ecupirates.com, you can go there or you can call 1-800-DOW-ECU. I know that I believe Elliot was asking about tickets. Their face value is at $20, Bubba, off the top of my head. Yeah, and that's correct. And um... All right. We got the fight song. We got the yeah. fight song going. ECU victory. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that's correct as far as the, the ticket price is concerned. And, and in Carolina, as you referred to, uh, obviously, it's um, we're not talking about UNCCH, as I like to say. No, uh, but um, Carolina University, I believe it's called, is uh, you know Christian small Christian school based out of Winston Salem, if I'm not mistaken. It's a uh, never heard of them. Yeah, so I, I've heard of them, but uh, I did not realize that USC Upstate had played that game or, uh, or exhibition, whichever. When, what was the date of the game, Matt? 
Uh, let me let me run it back here. What, what, was that, that, after, was, was that uh, after Vandy? That was after Vandy. So they played this game. Uh, let's this see. Weekend? Was this weekend at some point? Okay. Uh, might have been today. Actually, it might have been today. It looks like. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they won that game by sixty. So, uh, not much to take from that game. I, I, none of us have ever heard of. I'm from North Carolina, and I've never heard of Carolina University. <laughs> 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 what in that? Speaking of USC Upstate and in wide margins, um, the women um, they played USC Upstate on Thursday night. Oh man! After, after defeating Elon 68-37 in the opener, in which they had an excellent defensive performance, but um, not particularly good on the offensive end, just shooting 30 percent or so um, against the Phoenix. Pirates bounced back in a big way uh, offensively, uh, shot in excess of 50%, I want to say 53 or 54% uh, against the Spartans, and they defeated USC Upstate 105 to 35. That That is yeah. – uh, uh, that it's was big, in, in, impressive. Biggest win, I think, uh, Bubba, since 2011 off the top of my year, the numbers guy, J.R., Maybe Jr. knows, but I think yeah, it's I, the biggest. I wasn't sure about the margin, how, but uh, I would I would have thought at least that long, if not longer. Yeah, and, and well, then um, as far as far as scoring a hundred points, it's the first time that that um, the Lady Pirates have scored a hundred points since 2017. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been great to see that, and you know Kim McNeil has had a great, you know Matt. Great defensive teams, and uh, it's exciting about that to see steals and all that layups. But they just, you know, she'll tell you, they were struggling as far as shooting. And they've gone out, and I'm telling you, man, between the transfer portal and recruiting, good gracious, those they've got an exciting brand of football. Football, let's mean basketball. And if you get a chance, see them in person. But if not, they're on ESPN+. And uh, I was just happy for her and the staff. And there's a lot of great ladies on that team that they've worked really, really hard. Uh, they're putting a lot of hours and effort into it. So good to see them do well. And I think, uh, you know, Matt, they're finished second in the league. And uh, USF is always strong in women's basketball. Um, but don't don't be surprised if we see some epic games, including, Matt, you need to come down. I think, is it Bubba, is that game with uh, Dawn Staley in uh, South Carolina, is that December 30th? It's the end of the year. I believe, but that's going to be a huge basketball game. We need a lot of pirates to come out to that game. Um, not only because it's a national power of South Carolina, but um, that would be great for our program to see. Um, I think our ladies will play a lot better than most people would give us credit. Yeah, no doubt. They have it going in the right direction. Sorry. I uh, had a little lag there. Okay. But, no worries. Uh, Absolutely. And yeah, I am definitely hoping to get down for a few games uh, here as the season heats up a little bit, man. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the updates in the stadium, the new seating, the new lights, uh, all that. So the seats are just, man, the seats give uh, John Gilbert and company uh, credit on the seats. I think the seats are excellent. And um, my daughter Mackenzie went with me yesterday and they were, she was so excited that we had the seats that close. I mean, you could, it's so crazy, but guys, you can hear the players talk to each other, and I've never had that even before. I don't know what it is, but now, now that our seats are 
are great. And I'm not as Justin, I'm not as great as you are to have courtside, but it's pretty dang close. I think we're on, I think we're on row C. Um, so it's like not end zone, but it's like corner, right? But close to the end zone. So uh, a lot of fun and looking forward to, we're going to Ray talk uh, football here in a minute with the pirate football playback. So if you're watching live, we'll have that for you in the matter of minutes. And uh, Justin says, laughing out loud. Um, hey, wherever you can sit, it's loud. We need a lot of people. And guys, that was one of the things, Bubba, you know, uh, as well as I do, when that place, you get three, 4,000 even. But if you get that place sold out or a lot of people, it is so hard, Matt. I don't know how many games you've been to at Williams Arena, but you get a lot of people in there, and the place is so loud. And the, the fans are right there on the court where it creates a great atmosphere. It's really, really hard to to hear there. Justin makes a great point, by the way. He says, the students have impressed me. Absolutely. they they're Hey, Matt, they are sold out on uh, student tickets for these games. It's just great to see that the, they're really coming out and supporting this group, and that's only going to be better for as the season goes on. Yeah, that's awesome. And just pulling up the upcoming schedule here, Dave, just uh, taking a look at what we have coming up here. Um, you know, you have some games definitely to to get excited about, you know. Um, like I think we mentioned South Carolina on December 9th. That's, uh, that's one. Obviously, Florida on the road December 14th. But uh, – and then we have Florida Atlantic guys coming in here. That's another one, interesting one to get excited. We, we go, we go to Boca Raton. Unfortunately, we don't get them in Minji's this year. Ah, correct, correct. You are right. I just pulled that up. That's unfortunate. We We're do have nice. South Carolina. We do have South Carolina uh, coming up, and that'll be December 9th. And then we have <clears throat> we have the uh, the Town Bank Holiday Classic around Thanksgiving. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have that. It's a multi-team event, so MTE, and we play, I know, Sunday the 19th. We'll play um, and Tuesday. Is that right? Is it just two games for us, Bubba? No, it's three. Three. Okay, three games. We play Northeastern on Sunday. I believe that's a 2 o'clock tip-off. That's correct. And, and then uh, you also have Kennesaw State and Georgia Southern. It's su Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. There you go. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yep. And so that would uh, be that would be, be a unique experience uh, hosting a MTE uh, multi-team event um, at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum, and uh, obviously you got the football game on Saturday against Navy, and then Pirate basketball Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So hopefully fans will get out and support that, uh, and. Uh, great opportunity to to get off to an excellent start um you know we should uh if we do what we can what we can do and play the way we can play uh carry a three and oh record into uh sunday afternoon against northeastern no question uh hey we have a good chance here we got to roll off a lot of these wins and <clears throat> matt one of, and bubba one of the things that's going to be uh you're talking about the conference 
Um, so we'll start our conference schedule. Uh, that'll be coming up what in January with uh, the yeah at Florida Atlantic. That's where the rubber meets the road, as we all know, and that's where I'm going to be curious to see. That's where I'm going to be cu- curious to see us do well. What do you think? Uh, that that's one area that with a conference. Yeah, I think over the next you know month or so until conference play starts, it's really important to to find your identity as a team. Um, continue improving on both offensively and defensively, but you know trying to find creative ways to score. Um, because as you know, you know when you, when you get into conference play, the defense is going to get tighter, everything's going to get more intense. Um, you know, it, it just gets more challenging in general. So. Yeah, over the next month, you just want to improve as much as possible. You want to continue to develop depth, I think, is a is a big key. Like, get a lot of guys involved. Get some of the younger players involved as well. Because you're going to need everybody at some point throughout the course of the season. So, a uh, really good opportunity here, you know, with, with a lot of really manageable um, wins. You know, and when I look at this schedule – you know, again, I'm not. I'm not saying we're a Final Four team. I don't want to overstate it, but I. But I do really like this team. And you know, when I look at this schedule, you know, all these games look winnable to me. Honestly, yeah. I mean, even you know, Florida right now is not a world beater. Right. Um, I, I mean, all these games to me look very manageable. So if you can get through the non-conference in really good shape, um, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun season in conference play. Yeah, the Gators had a a pretty solid outing, you know, at least a competitive game. I I, I just saw the last couple minutes um, in their their game in Charlotte, the the event and the name of the event's escaping me, but uh, it's a tournament that East Carolina played in, or one day event rather that East Carolina played in uh, when we they played, played Liberty, Liberty at the Spectrum Center under under Joe Dooley. So. Uh, they had a competitive game lost by three points. I want to say it's 73 70 um, to um, Tony Bennett and UVA came down, came down to the wire as you would guess with that score and a very entertaining game. Yeah. They, uh, they beat Loyola by 20 and that's Loyola, Maryland, not Loyola, Chicago. Um, yeah. Beat them by 20 and then they lost to Virginia by three. So um, I'm, pretty confident really really feel like we're going to be in every one of these games with with this team it's it's going to be uh interesting to see no doubt and uh <clears throat> big win again 77 63 don't forget about the big game wednesday night with upstates uh south carolina and to get your tickets again ecupirates.com or you can simply dial the number toll free monday through friday 1-800-DIAL-ECU do you guys have anything before we go just looking forward to talking football, man. A lot, a lot to break down yeah. from yesterday's game at Florida Atlantic. So, just looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, I think we won this this part, the first game here <laughs> with the Pirate Basketball Overtime. And uh, those of you that are live, stay with us because we're going to get out of here, and then we're going to do our Pirate Football Playback. Stay with us. Appreciate you so much for the support, not only this program, but obviously the basketball program. Again, uh, final time Pirates win big, seventy-seven sixty-three. And you were listening to the Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. Stay with us. More TSO coming up right here.